This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode eight of Outspoken. Hope you're all doing well. Hope your days are going great. Hope they're going by just as fast as mine. Speaking of that, anybody else's days going by really fast? Like, ultra fast. And it feels like they should be going slower because, you know, we've been locked inside for a very long time. I mean, most of us. But it feels like they are just... Because you do the same thing every day. You know, like, what is going on? Why are we moving so fast? Why? What? Because it's so boring? That doesn't even make any sense. All right, so today I wanted to talk about a couple of weird things. So... Jojo, Jojo, Jojo Siwa came out. That's not weird, but there's something weird that happened after. Bernie Sanders, want to talk about him. Also want to talk about apartment hunting and that vegan teacher, because everybody is talking about that vegan teacher and I have, I had to look into it myself. And then there is this guy, there's this Republican, where's the link? I have this link and he is so just, you know how, all right, we have a new president, America, right? The USA. And, um, something with trans people this guy wants to (laughs) trans people in sports and this republican is trying to pass a bill to like tell if people are transgender on the team you'll hear about it when we get into it just want (laughs) to this morning i was reading the comments on my podcast channel this is nothing to do with anything but somehow i know the channel only has twenty thousand subs right which is just like i'm oh it doesn't have that like it doesn't have 700k like doesn't have a million so i was like this is just a community of basically all of us but the transphobic people somehow found a way like found my videos (laughs) and i don't know how i don't know how i think they have they have this specific trans radar they're always looking for trans people or something i don't know what it is but i was just reading my comments i read my comments a lot on everything i just figured i should post that out there how 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 you have to actually listen to the podcast for a decent amount of time to hear what I'm actually saying about like trans topics or anything. I wanted to start the podcast out with this story, with this LGBT submission story, because it had me laughing. I just want to make you laugh in the first half. If you don't laugh, I am so sorry. Listen, listen, get, grab your ears and okay. Gra- <laughs> grab your ears and listen. Just, t- just t- grab them. Okay. So here's the submission story. So I'm FTNB female to non-binary and I pack because of bottom dysphoria my husband and I were having a nice dinner at Buffalo Wild Wings one of our favorite restaurants we go to all the time even so that I recognize some of the staff when we go in and vice versa normally I don't use public restrooms because they make me pretty uncomfy but if I need to go really bad I'll use the men's restroom because I pass masculine and that's far more comfortable than using the women's restroom now with that being said on this particular day we had a ride from someone else because neither of us drove yet at the time and we had been waiting a long time and I really had to use the bathroom Now, I get to the bathroom and saw one of the waiters go into his stall, gave a polite nod, and went into my stall to do my business. I often forget my packer is not, in fact, attached. Okay, hold on, hold on. I often forget my packer is not, in fact, attached to my body. And as soon as I sat, it fell onto the bathroom floor and landed right between... Why Why am I, like, crying laughing already? I can't get through it. I'm ruining this story for you. I'm ruining it. Okay, hold on, hold on. 
As soon as I sat down, it fell onto the bathroom floor and landed right between the stall doors and there was just the worst silence because I know he sees it and I didn't know what to do. Do I reach for it or do I wait till he leaves? So I just say, shit, my bad, and pick it up and he responds, don't worry man, it happens all the time. Nothing else was said and I waited forever before coming out hoping he'd be too busy and I wouldn't see him on the way out. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So for reference, if you don't know what a packer is, it's something that you put in your pants. Um, so it appears, I've talked about this before. I think we, I think we can all assume what a packer is, right? It's a, it's a phallic shaped, I hope nobody's listening to this conversation. I hope nobody can hear me, but it's, it's, it's shaped like a banana. There, that's, that's better. Okay. And I just, I can, I've. All I can picture is the sound that it makes when it hit the floor. Like, like, and then it rolls there. Like That's not what it sounds like when it rolls on the tile on the bathroom floor. But that shit had, when I, when I was going through these stories, because some of them are sad, some of them are happy, some of them are funny. I just, I died because I was reading like some sad stories and stuff and I died. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta share this with you guys. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed that one. I want to talk about the Bernie Sanders thing. So did everybody see the Bernie Sanders meme that was going around? I I thought it was funny. I think it's funny, right? So if you didn't see at uh, President Biden's inauguration, Bernie Sanders was there with a coat and like mittens or whatever. And he was look, look like he was cold and he was sitting. And there's a picture of him sitting there, right? I'm sure you've seen the memes if you're on the internet. And uh, people just started photoshopping him in the most, like, the most random places or, like, funny places. Like, you know, Drake's album, like, the one on the CN Tower. And Drake is sitting on top and he looks so small. They put that Bernie on there. They put him on, like, J. Cole's album. They put him in, like, Where's Waldo and all these different types of places, right? And the meme was funny. I saw, like, a handful of them the first day. I was like, oh, like, that's, like, Bernie Sanders, he's great i love him and that's funny to me i don't know why now that i think of it why is that so funny he's just sitting there cold it's not that it's not that funny okay well some people thought it was very 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 funny to the point where they actually got it tattooed <laughs> look at this picture look at this if you can see this if you cannot look at the screen right now or you can't see there's a Someone got the picture. Someone got the Bernie Sanders meme tattooed, color and everything. It, it looks cool. It looks nice. But people always take it to the people always take it to the next bar. Like let me take this. People take memes and they'll do it and they'll overdo it for like a whole month, and then it'll be like it's just not as funny as it was. You guys all outdid it. You know when a joke is told and it's told for way too long, like over the span of like three minutes, like in a YouTube video. You know, it's like, yes, we get it. We get it, right? So that's kind of what happens with a lot of memes. But that's not the only meme that got tattooed. Do you remember all the other memes? Like that SpongeBob one where he looked like a chicken? Like, and it was, and it, you know that meme and they would mock something. Like, tattoos have to be meaningful and he looks like a chicken. That's tattooed right there. You know the Pikachu meme? The one with his face with his mouth is open? Like that. Like, he's shocked. Like, it's a shocked Pikachu. That's tattooed. Uh, how about Damn Daniel? Remember that? The white van? That's tattooed. How about Harambe? Remember that? That's tattooed. How about uh, This Is Fine? The dog sitting around the fire? That's tattooed. <laughs> so, moral of the story, people love to get memes tattooed on themselves. And, and 
there's nothing like going up to your grandpa or grandma in in 50 years and saying grandpa what is what is what is that white van that says damn daniel who's daniel and grandpa's like oh back in my day back in my day this kid this kid who worked from target okay that's not that's alex from target <laughs> shit <laughs> i can't i just can't keep up with the memes anymore that was the wrong reference they were both on ellen and they they both look the same so I, just forget it but actually bernie was asked about the the meme in an interview and i just wanted to play this clip for you because i thought it was so nice one of the things that has uh, seemed to have been a, a distraction from the pain you're talking about is you on the internet uh, over the past <laughs> week. The fact that you have become a meme, uh, the picture of you sitting at the inauguration uh, in your mittens, thousands of memes, such as some of them on the screen. I have to show you some of my personal favorites. Demi Moore, she put uh, your picture in her famous ghost scene. Jennifer Grey, you know, she played baby in Dirty Dancing. She put you in yep, the corner, editor. And, you know, you're even a selfie with us on election night. So um, my question is, are you having as much fun with this as the world is? I am. And, I, and not only are we having fun, what we're doing here in Vermont is we're going to be selling around the country uh, sweatshirts and T-shirts and all of the money that's going to be raised, which I expect will be a couple of million dollars, will be going to programs like Meals on Wheels mm -hmm. that feed uh, low-income senior citizens. So it turns out actually to be a, a good thing and not only a fun thing. Well, and apparently that's sold out. So uh, you've got to start manufacturing more uh, to, uh, to, to give to charity like Meals on Wheels in Vermont and elsewhere. Senator, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Dana. Now, wasn't that beautiful? Wasn't that such a beautiful thing? You, I don't even think for a second. I mean, I guess it's it's obviously a good idea. Like, oh, you're going viral. You might want to make merch out of that to make money, right? But instead of profiting the money himself, which shouldn't be a surprise because he's Bernie Sanders, but giving it to Meals on Wheels in places that are in need, it's just like, I, I don't know. When I saw that, I was like, my heart felt like it was on fire. It was not on fire. <laughs> my heart felt like it, <laughs> like it was being hugged. That would not feel good, but that's just what I felt like, man. Can we get a W for Bernie and that great, great idea and becoming a viral meme? He already became a viral meme before, too. Remember the, uh, <laughs> there was this meme that went on Twitter and it was <laughs> like a screen cap of him. And people would caption it at the bottom and it said, I am once again asking you to blank. And that shit was, that, that never got old to me. That is so funny. Hold on, I want to look that up. I am once again, <laughs> he said, he goes, uh, I am once again asking, yeah, something, something. Somebody photoshopped like a Karen wig onto him and it says, I'm once again asking to see the manager. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me, but that is <laughs> so funny. I have some of those saved. They're perfect. They're perfect reaction pictures. Let's step away from the memes for a second. Let's talk about, um, okay, okay. This might be a boring subject to some of you, so feel free to skip right through it. And I'll talk about, talk about Jojo Siwa after, but apartment hunting. I've never experienced anything with it. Have you? If you have, you gotta let me know. You gotta give me some advice here, okay? So, <laughs> me and Sheila have been looking at apartments because we want to move in together, right? Obviously. And we look at these apartments, we've called them up, we message a bunch of people. So we message like a handful of people and we, we can't keep up with like whatever we're interested in. We want to message them, we want to see the place or 
know more about it, right? One of these places gets back to us and calls on the phone. I wasn't in the room. Me and Sheila were in separate rooms. Sheila thought it was one that we were very interested in, like one of the ones that we were really looking into. So she scheduled, like he called, he was like, hey, whatever, uh, we can schedule you for this day and this time. And so she was like, okay. So she showed me the text and I was looking at the text. I was like, this isn't, I don't even remember messaging this place. Okay. And she was like, oh yeah, that's right. Because she looked at the name and then she looked and then we Googled it and it was like this, this, I guess we looked at this place. It's like, it's for students or something, which we didn't mean to do. So we Google it and it has a rating of like 2.7 stars by 30 people. Okay. And every place that we've been looking at, I don't know if it's just the area we're looking at or people just don't know how to run apartment buildings. So many apartment complexes have such low ratings unless you look at like the luxury ones, right? Is that normal? Is that normal? Do you, do you all see that? Cause I've never been apartment hunting. I lived in the same house for my whole life. So after seeing the bad reviews and realizing that it's for students, Sheila called the guy back up and she was like, Hey, actually we can cancel the appointment because we don't want to come look at it. It's not what we were, we were looking for, blah, 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 all that stuff. And then he was like, okay, well, what are you looking for? And then he did some convincing and he was giving different, like, we have this one bedroom plus den or we have this two bedroom for X amount of money, whatever. And she was like, okay, uh, I guess, you know, I guess we can come look at it because we didn't know that you had that. So then appointment day comes around and I was like, we shouldn't even go. This is pointless. Like, we don't even want this place. They have awful ratings about being sketchy. Let's not even, let's fuck it. So Sheila was like, no, I made the appointment. So I'm just, I'm just going to go look at it myself, whatever. And it'll be a quick thing. She decided to go by herself. I insisted on coming. And then she said, no, it's fine. I'll just, I'll just go. So she went. When she got there, she called the guy. He didn't answer. She texted the guy. He didn't answer. So he just ghosted her completely. Like it's been, it's been like a couple of days now and he just didn't, he never showed up. So my question is, what? (laughs) Like, why would you push her into coming and make an appointment? But then you ghost her when she gets to the apartment building. It was a big apartment building. Like it was a legit place. Uh, What is like, what is that? You know, it's kind of weird pretty weird to me right like we wanted to cancel and then you whatever it doesn't make sense so then i reddited it okay reddited it yeah i did the apartment buildings and wow there is a subreddit on the apartment buildings okay so this guy got an email from this place and i guess the guy he was talking to about renting here left in the bottom of the email right it says You probably shouldn't move here. Don't waste your time. And I was like, that's fucking weird. Why would you leave that in an email? So then people replied to this. There's so many replies. And (laughs) this person said, let me show you, let me show you. So this guy's reply says, I have a friend who worked on that building, says it's dangerous. And at one point, a whole level fell through to the next during construction. Like a whole main area of of an apartment fell into the one below forgotten floor joists no big deal what so then my assumption was like okay all right so maybe maybe chad fell through the, f- the floor maybe maybe that's what happened again it happened again because this was only three months ago so yeah and then all of the all of the replies were just really really bad and they were just saying how bad the place is kind of weird to run a an apartment complex like that but i figured it was a good story to share because 
I don't know if that's a regular thing. Those of you who have been apartment hunting, I'm sure you know the nightmares that come with it because I'm experiencing it now and it sucks and it's, I don't like it. It's not as fun as I thought it would be. Oh yeah, if none of you know, you all know who Jojo Siwa is, right? The big icon, the big, the big dancing icon, right? So she basically came out. I don't think she necessarily said her exact sexuality. She just said something along the lines of like, I like who I like type of thing. Community, how long have you been whatever you are? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I have really, really been just, I liked people, but I never had fallen in love before. Um, but I always believed that like my person was just gonna be my person. And if that person happened to be a boy, great. And if that person happened to be a girl, great and um yeah i think i'm just really happy and i think that i am just really happy so after jojo siwa came out somebody swatted her you know what that is that's like this has happened to youtubers before it's terrifying it's when they call the police and they basically get a swat team to come into your house and like break down your door and like come into your house it's terrifying i've seen like if you look up if you look it up on youtube it it's people did it to people who stream and all this stuff it's terrifying so it says uh after telling the world that she was the happiest she's ever been in her personal life jojo siwa was subjected to the horrifying experience of being swatted merely hours after officially coming out hours dude according to siwa about 50 officers converged on her home yelling for everyone to come out of the house this was hours after she wore a shirt on Twitter proclaiming herself as the best gay cousin, which was her official coming out. Basically, we went outside, hands up, because we obviously have to follow the rules and do what you're supposed to do, she explained. And then police were saying that somebody had called and made a claim, and then all of a sudden paparazzi came around from the corner. Just, here, like, hours after coming out, somebody found her address. They did this whole entire thing. They found her address. They did all this stuff and got her swatted because she came out. Like... What is what is that? Is that supposed to be a funny prank? Haha, <laughs> I got you swatted. We wasted 50 police officers' time and scared the shit out of you and your family after you came out as gay because it was funny because it was it's such a funny fucking hilarious prank. That that is so I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Is that illegal? I should probably not claim things in my podcast that I don't know are true or not. Uh I thought that was fucked up. I just figured I don't know if cuz we we knew that JoJo came out but didn't know that I didn't really see much coverage on the swatting thing. So I figured I should share that with you. Moving subjects, something I actually wanted to cover quick on this episode was <laughs> was uh, satire. So my question is like, why do so many people think that simply saying something offensive is satire? I see it all the time. I see it a lot on TikTok. So if you don't know, I made a couple of videos on people who claim that they're doing satire, right? But in the video, in their jokes that they make, like these sat satrical is that the right term <laughs> in these satire jokes that they post it's it's all just a joke right so usually the jokes are a lot along the lines of something like literally basically implying that you're homophobic and i was just thinking i'm like how is that satire if i say if i came on this podcast and i just and i was just like i'm homophobic and then I moved into the next topic and people were like whoa whoa dude why did you say you're homophobic and then I reply and I'm like, it's just satire, dude. Relax. 
relax. It, I'm not actually homophobic. I was just saying that because it's funny. Like it was satire. You need to just take a chill pill for a second. People aren't always like just saying that you're homophobic doesn't, that doesn't make it a joke. <laughs> Imagine going to a bar doing some stand-up comedy. This is actually a joke that one of these guys made. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to read it like I'm doing stand-up. Gen Z is so bad at understanding body language, nonverbal cues, and basic social skills, it's no wonder they're all offended by the R word. They're all autistic. And the crowd goes wild, right? Because it's just absolutely so hilarious. It is not, if you, if you didn't catch my drift. So this is an actual like joke that one of these TikTokers made. And I was sitting there and I was like, what? How is it so funny to make fun of people with autism like specifically teenagers that's not satire that's just being a piece of shit like i wouldn't there is no who laughs at these types of jokes like edgy like leafy is here that's the type of person who would laugh at this joke because it's, it's not even a joke it's just a statement it's just a, an opinion like i said in one of my previous podcasts i'm all for whatever type of humor you know, I, I, I've laughed at some dark humor. I almost said dark pieces of humor, but dark humor jokes, all this other jokes. But stuff like that isn't satire. Saying that Gen that all the Gen Zers are autistic isn't satire. Congratulations on making Leafy is Here fans laugh. <laughs> and if you don't know who Leafy is, congratulations. You are lucky. Briefly, also just wanted to talk about that vegan teacher. So everyone has been talking, for the past, for the longest time, everyone has been talking about that vegan teacher. And I was like, okay, whatever. She's vegan and she sings songs. She's a TikToker, right? She has like a, mi a million on TikTok and she's, she's meme worthy. People make fun of her, whatever. I'm sure there's vegans who listen to this podcast, vegetarians and people who eat meat. Okay. I was a vegetarian for, I was a vegetarian for a handful of months and I was vegan for a little tiny bit too uh a few years back for certain reasons and so basically what this woman does is she goes on TikTok and spreads the message of veganism and how important it is or or basically like you're going to hell if you eat meat and stuff like that so let me just I just want to play a quick old quick old TikTok for you okay is your religion encouraging you to be kind to animals if not you don't have to stay Change religions every day. Take the good parts of each one and throw the bad parts away. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> can you nitpick religion? Is that, can you actually do that? Can you like nitpick religion? You can pick the things that you want to follow and the things that you don't want to follow. <laughs> I just thought it was a really weird TikTok. And let me just, let me play another one for you, okay? I am so sorry that you are experiencing vegan phobia here on this app, Andrea. I was touched by seeing your tears, but I was horrified at how people treated you in the comment section, making fun of you. We need to fight against vegan phobia on this app. We need to make TikTok realize that it is as bad as racism and as bad as homophobia. Yes, it is. Because people are crying. People are afraid. They are being given death threats. Children are afraid to admit that they're vegan. Something is seriously wrong with that. It has to stop. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hold on. We'll hit the brakes there, vegan teacher. Just, just hit the brakes there for a second. Okay. I understand the message of spreading veganism. Like, I have no problem with it. If someone wants to talk to me about veganism or vegetarianism, whatever, vice versa, doesn't matter. 
I think I, I like to learn about it. I think it's great. I think it's good to spread the message, but there are certain ways to spread messages, okay? There's ways to do it wrong and there's ways to do it right. But comparing vegans being bullied to to racism is and homophobia is a very out there statement. Back 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 in the day when I was vegetarian and when I was vegan, it was so irritating to even say that. You know, when you say it, people are like, "Oh, Oh, oh, you're vegan? Oh, you're vegetarian? Okay, so where should we go to eat? And it was just like the most, it was so irritating. I hated it. It was, it was embarrassing to say because people judge you for it. They do. And I don't know why. Like it's not, I, when I see vegans and vegetarians, I think it's a great thing. But to bully somebody, it's not, it's not vegan phobia. <laughs> to bully someone based off of what they eat, people are going to eat what they want right if they want to be vegan they're going to be vegan if they want to eat a bunch of junk shit they're going to eat a bunch of junk shit like that's just it's that's their life just like everything else in the world you can make your own decisions but also the way she pushes her message is just not it doesn't come across as genuine people that's why people are annoyed with her so that's why i was looking into it if anybody else was curious i was just like why does everybody hate this woman so much and i i get why people are annoyed with her and the last thing i wanted to talk about here is such a weird it's so weird what is this guy's name here we go. So if you're not updated with politics, I don't know, politics has just been so interesting because of the change of presidency and just uh, being trans is just so political nowadays. It is so it is such a giant political discussion for whatever reason. So this this Republican from Florida, he is a I don't know what he's a, con a congressional Republican and he's introduced a federal bill that would ban transgender girls and women from participating in school sports. Now, this is such a controversial topic that, that goes around. Everybody has their opinion on it, right? Because it's like people think in terms of, you know, uh, oh, this giant six, five biological male who has just started estrogen two months ago is now going to be on the woman's track team and break all the records. And then there will be people who also say like, you know, this, this trans woman is small. She's five foot five. She's been on hormones for three years, weighs 130 pounds or whatever. Why shouldn't she be allowed? And it's just a whole, it's a, it's a huge giant topic. Basically what happened was I'm going to read this for you right here, okay? Greg filed a new legislation dubbed the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act that would require women's sports at the scholastic level to allow only athletes born biologically female. And then it says in quotes, the, the this guy Greg said, by forcing biological female athletes to compete against biological male athletes in competitive sports, we're taking away women's opportunities on and off the field, he said. Specifically, the bill would impose a requirement on school athletics to apply Title IX protections. I don't know what number that is in Roman numerals. Which one is it? Nine. Does that mean nine? Which requires schools to offer the same sports opportunities to male and female athletes to recognize an athlete based on their reproductive biology and genetics at birth. So when I read that, I was like, what the fuck does that mean? So I was Googling a little bit, Googling in this other article, basically said so this bill does not describe exactly how schools should determine what someone's sex assigned at birth is just vaguely stating that sex shall be recognized based solely on a person's reproductive biology and genetics at birth this bill will be a direct challenge to the biden administration's position that anti-lgbtq discrimination is already illegal under federal law and that transgender people have the same rights to participate in sports like anybody else basically i just thought it was a really weird bill because it's like um all right let's see so you want to be on the girls team just pull them down just pull your pants down let's see like are you allowed to be on the girls sports team i don't know but you know as your coach 
pull them down. What if you haven't changed your birth certificate and you were a young trans girl, right? And nobody knows, whatever, nobody knows you transitioned at like age seven, right? And you're a girl, every, you're passing as a girl and you want to play basketball and you have no advantage. And then they're like, okay, no, you can't be on the team because you were, you were born biologically male after pulling down your pants for us in the locker room. The bill should just be defining a little bit better rather than saying they're going to recognize an athlete based on the reproductive biology. Because I don't know, that could mean that could mean a hundred million things. So I just thought I should put that out there, that they're already starting a bill. And again, like this, the whole, the whole trans people in sports thing is so controversial. And, you know, they never say anything about trans men being in sports. Hey, I have an advantage. If I went on a football team, I'd be like a bullet, like a little bullet. If everyone else is big, you know how much I can like get through there? Any sport, basketball, hockey, maybe not baseball, but they never complain about the trans men. And technically, and, and we take testosterone. So how do we not have an unfair advantage, right? Or they might be discussing that. I just haven't seen it. It's just, it's just always the trans women because a lot of people love to give their opinions on trans women. They are, they... I definitely think trans women get a lot more transphobia than trans men for some reason. So yeah, that's everything I have today. But I did, I do have one more LGBT story. It's a quick one too. It's a funny one. If you're still listening this far, just wanted to, just wanted to give you this crappy therapist experience because people have, I, I mean, I've heard nightmares about therapists and it's weird because why are these types of people therapists? Listen in on this story. If it's true, it's fucked up. So basically, my mom decided to take me to see a therapist. And at our first appointment, this brand new therapist started asking me personal questions so she could get to know me better. To be honest, I wasn't putting in that much effort into the conversation. So I mentioned briefly that I had a girlfriend. To which she replied by saying, oh, so you're gay? I'm going to be honest. I can never turn gay. I love P... Not P. I... <laughs> I love P. I can never be gay. P. I just love P. Am I allowed to say this word? I don't know. I love penis is what it says, is what the therapist said. So, <laughs> and then this kid says, I was speechless. What the fuck is a 15-year-old lesbian supposed to say to that? But hey, at least she was honest? Question mark. Like, okay. First, that's just that's such a weird thing to say to your brand new client who's also 15 years old and a lesbian. So what do you think you're going to get out of that? Like, they're not going to be like, Oh yeah, you you got a point. Now I'm going to reconsider being a lesbian because like that's just that's a really good point. I never thought about that point before. It's just I don't know, it's fucking weird. So yeah, that is everything I have today for today's podcast. If you did like it, make sure you rate it, make sure you sub or follow it whatever you want to do. And uh yeah, if you have any feedback at all whatsoever, let me know and I'll appreciate that very much. But thanks for listening. I will see you all next week and it is my birthday very soon. So um I will be so much older next time I post. All right. Okay. Goodbye, everybody.